Hey, and welcome back to Playlisted. I am your host, Denise, and I'm super excited to talk some songs with you today. So for the last couple episodes, I've had guests with me, which has been truly wonderful and, um, and lots of fun. However, today I am coming to you solo, so just as a heads up. And, um, and as another heads up, without getting too far into this conversation, some of you may already know that I very much like Frank Ocean a lot. And um, you may have picked up on that by some of the conversation I had with uh, with Beth on our first uh, episode together, Same Sex Love. He just released this visual album, Endless, that is something else. And I don't know what it's going to lead to. Maybe by the time I post this, he will have already dropped another uh, kind of more traditional album in Boys Don't Cry. Anyway, in case you're wondering what I've been listening to nonstop, uh, it has been that. <laughs> and it's incredible. So check it out. Uh, you need an iTunes, um, not just music account, but you need uh, Apple Music, sorry, in order to stream it at the moment. Um, although maybe that's already changed by now. So um, anyway, te- check it out if you possibly can. As for today's episode of Playlisted, I am super excited to talk about some back to school songs. These are not just songs about going back to school. These are all songs that are actually set in school settings. And I just really want to dedicate this to all of the students out there that are returning uh, this September or maybe already this August they've they've begun. I've definitely known a couple college students who have already moved into dorms and um, started figuring out their classes and, and the whole deal. So this is for you guys and the changes that September brings. I also really want to go about this playlist... Uh, a little differently in terms of the order. So I haven't so much crafted it based on uh, kind of what songs I really want to have back to back, but we're actually going to go through the regular order of the school system. So we've got one song that we're going to start off with that has a much younger uh, implied characters um, and feels like uh, an elementary school reference more than anything, a really young grade school reference. And then from there, we're going to move on to some classic high school songs and then even a couple college-related songs. So are you ready to go back to school with me? We are going to begin with The White Stripes, We Are Going to Be Friends. And um, not only is this the perfect start, uh, perfect song to begin with because of its elementary kind of setting, Um, It's also the perfect one to begin with because it's just so hopeful and adorable and simple, both uh, lyrically and musically. So there's uh, a very good possibility that this song is actually about the very first day of school. And the song kind of jets out at the beginning. Uh, It's not necessarily set in a school until until later on. Um, The very first... A verse is just about getting up and getting ready to go to school. Fall is here. Hear the yell. Back to school. Ring the bell. Brand new shoes. Walking blues. Climb the fence. Books and pens. I can tell that we are going to be friends. And who does he have this great feeling about? None other than the super cute Susie Lee, who he's walking to school with and being super distracted by the bugs and... Uh, just kind of playing in the park. And it's just a very kind of carefree, childish song about losing yourself and your time with somebody who you have a lot of fun with. I cannot listen to the song without having a gigantic smile on my face. It's like it's created to express and create the sense of nostalgia 
um, because I think we all rem remember some version of childhood that's a little bit like this. And, uh, and then we know that it's an elementary school from the moments that we get uh, an actual picture of what their school is like. So we know that these are not grown learners because the teacher is marking their heads against the wall. Um, and then also when we compare it to a lot of this, the, the other songs that we're going to be hearing on this playlist that are usually set in, in high school, um, they're, they're lacking a, uh, a sense that there are different rooms that they go to. Um, so it seems like class is class. And also there's a distinct lack of a verse about the cafeteria. There's, um, they have a break, whether it's lunch or recess, I don't know, but the focus is on not being in class and playing sports. Um, what was the, uh, the line? Playtime, we will throw the ball back to class through the hall. So, I mean, even the, the fact that they use the word playtime as opposed to lunch break or whatever. about this song is that it's just about this relationship which is kind of the most fundamental part of school I would say all throughout school uh, you know we do learn maths and <laughs> languages and sciences but especially I guess in the elementary school years what we're really learning to do is how to communicate and form relationships and be who we are and and play with people and ultimately that's kind of the most important kind of education there is, like how to be people with other people. Um, so I really like that. But I'm not going to make this song too theoretical because ultimately it's just this really sweet song about the beginning and possibility of friendship. The next song we're going to move into is possibly one of the most classic back-to-school songs that there ever has been, and that would be Chuck Berry's School Days. Ring, ring goes the bell. You're cooking the lunch rooms ready to sell You're lucky if you can find a seat You're fortunate if you have time to eat Back in the classroom, open your books Keep but the teacher don't know how mean she looks Soon as three o'clock rolls around You finally lay your burden down Close up your books, get out of your seat into the slot You've got to hear something that's really hot With the one you love you're making romance All day long This is as classic as you get because it's Chuck Berry so 
we've got basically the father of rock and roll, some would say. Um, there's this there's this great John Lennon quote that's kind of like, if you want a different name for rock and roll, uh, one option is Chuck Berry. So we have, um, you know, one of the inventors of rock and roll playing one of uh, one of his first hits and arguably one of the uh, first real rock and roll anthems. What I think is really fun about this song is that it's, it's essentially a day in the life of a student, which was really perfect in the 50s because the number one consumer of music is high school students here, especially this new kind of style of music. So you've got Chuck Berry singing a song that's perfect for his ideal audience that really is fundamentally not about school. Not because it's a big metaphor, but because it's about what his life is actually about. You could totally transplant this entire storyline to the storyline of a businessman, which obviously wouldn't be as fun or carefree or nostalgic, but ultimately it's this day in the life of a student who's got to get up and pay his dues and go to class and survive the rude teachers and do his homework. Um, but he is living for three o'clock when he can go to, go to the diner, uh, put a dime in the jukebox, listen to some good old rock and roll music. And so it's kind of funny that this song is school days and you have, you know, two lengthy stanzas that kind of describe that school experience, but it's all about, um, it's all about living for that afternoon, uh, all about getting off work, getting out of school, you know, so much so that um, for a long time, people didn't actually know the name of the song. To this day, it gets requested as uh, Hail, Hail Rock and Roll, um, because of that, that's kind of where the song ends up with this, uh, the closest thing the, that it ever has to a chorus is Hail, Hail Rock and Roll, Deliver Me From The Days Of Old. Music is this guy's escape and um, way of surviving the mundane, um, which is, I think, a really okay way to look at going back to school, is you got to find the things that are going to help you survive it. It actually reminds me a lot of a song that I considered adding to this playlisted, but ended up last minute um, letting it go for something else, and that is uh, Motley Crue's Smoking in the Boys' Room. Uh, that student is living for those moments where he can be away from the looks of the teachers. He can hide out in the bathroom, have a cigarette with his buddies, and that's the best part of his day. I prefer the best part of Chuck Berry's day, which is jamming out to some good tunes and forgetting whatever has happened, you know, up until that point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned this earlier as well, but the lack of chorus in the song is super interesting, and I think it's something that um, this song almost gave to the I don't know, genre might be too strong of a word, but to the theme of school songs. So the song just kind of tells this story stanza by stanza, like like a poem more than more than a song. There is no repeated um, anything actually. There's no um, not even a tagline kind of like the I can tell that we are going to be friends like in the White Stripe song. Um, so that's also really interesting, especially since we're going to see that uh, again. But for now, we are going to move on to what, again, seems to be my uh, standard CanCon entry for this playlist. And we're going to jump ahead to Grade 9 by Bare Naked Ladies. Found my locker and I found my classes. I lost my lunch and I broke my glasses. That guy is huge. That girl is wailing. 
I would say along with the Chuck Berry song, this Bare Naked Ladies track dates itself the most. I mean, it's almost like a time capsule. Uh, it talks about the fact that he's a Duran Duran fan. Uh, he, he's, he's got a humongous binder. He should have studies, studied instead of watching The Wrath of Khan. And then by far, my favorite reference in the entire song is the fact that the school dance still plays Stairway to Heaven at the end of the night. So... Uh, Wrath of Khan uh, was released in 1982, so we're talking about being in school in the 80s, even though this uh, song was released much later. Even the fact that this song talks about being in grade 9 as opposed to ninth grade, which is how uh, our friends south of the border would call that particular year in school, um, is, is this is a distinctly Canadian phrase that is repeated in the chorus. This is me in grade 9, baby. This whole song kind of feels like an inside joke to other kids that went to high school in the 80s. Um, I didn't actually. I was I was raised in the 80s, um, but I can kind of, uh, I kind of feel like I get a picture of my brother's lives through this song, uh, albeit very stereotypical. But, you know, this kid is bullied in all the kind of classic ways. Like this is the Canadian version of a song version of a John Hughes movie. And because of that, um, it does feel really fun, even though it's describing a rather horrific experience of grade nine. But I guess it can be laughed at when you're looking back on it uh, as as a grown person. But yeah, so Bare Naked Ladies, is a, they do a really good job, I think, of that sense of like almost nostalgia for a time when you were um, bullied and just like had no idea what you were doing or where you were your first day at this like super overwhelming huge high school. They really just paint that picture. Um, another artist that paints a really fantastic picture of a student who has very likely been in school a little bit longer. Um, so this is not a first day, and it's probably not a freshman. That's my guess, but that's never explicit. Uh, this is Young MC's Principal's Office, and um, I actually also want to talk about another really similar song from around the same time period as well, and that is Moni Loves, Moni in the Middle. These are both really excellent. Moni Love came out with her album in 1990, and I think the principal's office is like 1988 or 89. So we're talking about right on that that cusp um, of hip-hop really becoming a part of the mainstream radio music. And so principal's office has a very, very similar structure to school days. In fact, I, I really think that it is like the hip-hop version of this rock and roll anthem, even though it doesn't have the same kind of forward motion towards the end of the day. Uh, Young MC isn't talking about hip-hop as his um, as his survival mechanism, but I, I feel like he doesn't have to talk about it for it to be true. Young MC is describing, again, a day in the life and he, you know, he begins the day, the alarm goes off, and he's late for school. And every single verse, he ends up getting sent to the principal's office. So this is a guy that just is really down on his luck. Like, every single time, like, he might make a couple mistakes. He's, like, a little bit of a rebel. But ultimately, he's 
He's just a distracted kid. I love so many moments in the song, but my favorite verse, 100%, is the moment where he's writing a note to try to ask out a girl. And it's such a classic picture in high school. I mean, we were talking about John Hughes movies before, and uh, I was thinking about the the moment in um, in Sixteen Candles, where I think the movie actually opens to this moment where um, Molly Ringwald's character like filling out this like questionnaire note where she has to write down um, if she was to have sex, who would it be with? And she writes Jake. And, and, you know, it's just like this really very high school description of, of how life works and it's great. And so both of these, both of these songs that I've picked, uh, principal's office and money in the middle um, have really wonderful moments of no passing. particularly fond of principal's office uh, because back when I was a, a college student, I would reenact this song. Like I would do kind of a lip sync and I would that like, you know, youth ministry camps and stuff for some reason, uh, youth camps, you know, there's just something about cross-dressing that just makes people very happy in life. And so I had this like plastic um, silver jumpsuit thing that I don't even know where I found it that had like racing stripes that were kind of like Adidas-esque up the arms Um, but I would wear this and I had the you know I had the the shades where the lenses would flip up and so I would you know get into this whole get out and then I would get one of my male colleagues to you know wear a dress and some cute makeup and she would be the girl that I was passing a note to and you know we really played it up and so I just I love the song like because I have um, pretended to be young MC many a time in my life. But on the flip side of that, and I don't know why this is, but almost all the school songs that had this really specific uh, and explicit reference to the setting of school, they're all really male versions. The only the only songs by female artists that I was considering were the Simone Love track and um, for a very brief moment, Taylor Swift's 15. But it's just not a, not a great song. Like I will... I will give Taylor Swift credit when she deserves it for some decent songwriting. 15 is not the highlight of her career, let's just say. Anyway, but we do have Money in the Middle, which is a lot of fun and I think does change up that experience a little bit from being the guy writing the note and he's putting himself out there and, you know, we should be so proud of him because he's doing this, you know, act of courage and it's great. Um, Whereas Moni is describing, you know, having been passed a note from a boy that will not leave her alone and meanwhile she is crushing on his best friend and won't this guy get the hint that she's throwing his notes out and not giving him the time of day? 
the only thing that has never really rung true to me about the song is a you know the the chorus is Moni in the middle as if she's making a decision but it never seems like in the verses there is you know any potential of her picking this guy like that that is writing the note she's not interested in him ever i really think that this song would be so much stronger if it didn't have uh, if it didn't have that hook um but i think especially as a, a female rapper you know, you needed a hook to survive in a song. Even though Young MC didn't, he could kind of get away with this, um, you know, just this one line that he returns to, which is, again, very much like the White Stripe song um, and also very much like the Chuck Berry in that it just kind of moves the storyline along and really, I think, relies on humor in order to tell the story uh, well. Moni Love is a strong enough storyteller to do that as well. And I, you know, I love the verses of this track. But yeah, Moni, you're not in the middle and you never were. And just go after the guy that you know you actually want to go after and don't settle for this this boring guy. Well, the weather's with you. You can't take a hint. I need to shove a split between your eyes for you to see you and me were never meant to be. Your whole boy likes me. I like him too. Get out the picture. I get your point, but I'm not rolling with the punch. I scrunched up the letter. You wrote me in lunch. At fifth period, I pay no notice to your motion. My work is on the table. My pen's in locomotion. Every time I turn around, you're looking in my face. I try to ignore you. The bell rings. I race out the room. Zoom to another room. Sit down. What do you know? Apparently the story is actually also based on uh, her experience with two musicians. Like, like it was actually Big Daddy Kane who had a huge crush on her, and but she had eyes for, I think, one of his dancers, uh, one of his backup dancers. So that's just kind of wonderful that it's that it's just so kind of based in reality, but then set in this school setting, which just feels like a really uh, easy way to imagine the storyline and, and how it plays out. But then the other really cool thing about this, um, coming from uh, a female artist like Moni Love, is that you have this romance taken out of the male voice and where she actually gets a say. Um, you know, you're not you're not rooting for either of the guys. You're rooting for Moni to make her choice and to turn this guy down that's driving her nuts and she has 100% power over the situation. And I think that's just really refreshing. Um, it really kind of brings to mind songs like um, None of Your Business from salt and pepper This idea of like, actually, I'm not just here for you. She really, I think she's a super underrated hip-hop artist. She doesn't have a ton of stuff out there, but um, yeah, if you like Moni in the Middle, I would definitely check out her debut album from 1990, Down to Earth, which totally looks like um, like a hip-hop version of Blossom. Uh, it's like she's got the big floppy hat and these little like um, colorful flowers and stuff on the album. It's pretty fun. So yeah, I'm super excited to include that here. So moving outside of both hip-hop as well as high school, we're gonna transition to a couple college songs, beginning with Blink-182's Going Away to College. This song is my, oh, I want to say it's my favorite Blink-182 song, which might not actually sound like that means anything, but I distinctly went through a Blink-182 phase in, like, late high school, early 
uh, first couple years of, of university, partially because I was learning guitar and I was learning bar chords and their stuff is really simple and, you know, kind of straight ahead. Um, um, but also because I think I can actually relate to the, the, the immaturity of these guys and this song, especially, I think I can relate to, um, the immaturity, but also the vulnerability that they display in the song. Uh, it's really about being afraid of, you know, the unknown and, you know, whether or not his high school relationship is going to last when he leaves town and, and goes away to school. Um, so it's, it's not usually what you think of when you think of Blink-182. And they have a lot of schools that, or sorry, they have a lot of songs that reference school in, you know, a much more kind of like fart joke kind of way. Um, whereas this song feels like one of the most honest things that they put out. So yeah, I am coming out of the closet as a Blink-182 fan and we're gonna take a listen to Going Away to College. So yeah, his uh, his kind of final verse before launching launching into this cute little romantic kind of chorus about just being afraid of of losing his high school sweetheart. All he's got is this song to say that she's the one beautiful thing in his world, even as he's super terrified. But then he has this last kind of verse where he's looking back that I just love when he talks about ditching class in order to watch the girls play soccer, which I just think is absolutely adorable and just kind of this harmless rebellion that speaks to this kind of, yes, maybe immaturity, but also just innocence, just as he's beginning to launch out of childhood and into adulthood. So the next song about college and our final song of this episode is Vampire Weekend's Campus, uh, which is definitely a song about being on a college campus. And um, lots of people love to talk about what is clear about the song and what is kind of left to our own interpretation or imagination. So we have a song where uh, the storyteller, you know, begins by waking up. So many of the songs have that, the alarm going off in principal's office. Uh, school days, he's uh, getting out of bed, uh, we're going to be friends there, you know, they leave, leave for school. In this one, uh, there's a little bit more angst and not just cause it's college. You could listen to it as just, uh, he's having trouble getting up. Maybe he had a hard night the night before. Um, but specifically because of the words, um, he says my shoulders cold, um, which could be understood to be that somebody has given him the cold shoulder. And so uh, a lot of people will say that the song is about a one night stand and, um, you know, which we kind of get more of the story as we go along. So then uh, you get the repeated section, which could be understood as the chorus where he sees somebody walking across the campus, cruel professor studying romances, 
How am I supposed to pretend I never want to see you again? I wake up, my shoulder's cold. I've got to leave here before I go. I pull my shirt on, walk out the door. Drag my feet along the floor. I pull my shirt on, walk out the door. Drag my feet along the floor. Then I see you, you're walking across the campus. Cool professor studying romances. The question is, was this a one-night stand where he has stronger feelings for the person than they have for him? Uh, another possible interpretation is that cruel professor is literally true. Um, he's sleeping with his professor, which is kind of a, a you know a classic trope. But then others will say cruel professor is kind of like, uh, you know, he's he's got this unrequited love and he's going to school and his in his class the professor uh, is talking about romances meanwhile he sees his beloved on campus and it's all these you know reminders of the fact that his the person that he loves doesn't love him back um, and so there's a couple different ways that we could understand this um, but then the next verse kind of throws another curveball when he mentions spilling kefir on his kefia. Uh, or this person's kefia, which which is uh, an Arabic uh, scarf worn around the head. Um, and what's really interesting about that is I think it's traditionally for uh, men. So yet another interpretation of the song is uh, this is a gay relationship where whether or not the love is reciprocated, uh, perhaps the other person isn't ready to be out, maybe they're both not out, this is definitely a forbiddenness of this relationship. Um, so I think we can read it equally well as being uh, a same-sex love-ish song or, uh, you know, an affair with a professor or for whatever reason, this is kind of this, you know, forbidden romance, forbidden, forbidden lover. And I think what the school setting really adds to this story is this uh, really kind of specific location where these two people can't seem to ignore one another or at the very least the the person that's telling the story can't seem to get away from this person that keeps showing up on campus you know it says in the afternoon you're on the stone and grass uh you know this kind of school court courtyard uh it sounds like he's avoiding this person by taking a nap on the balcony and um and it's just this really kind of clear image of both being on the same campus and you know both being drawn to one another and avoiding one another. Yeah, so, you know, I hope that is not the story uh, that you find yourself in as you go back to school, for those of you who are students and listening to this podcast. But if it is, I hope this song will bring you some encouragement of some kind, because at the very least, it's fun, regardless of what happens to their relationship. And I really hope it's gay. And <laughs> so, yeah. 
had a lot of songs that I considered. A couple of them I've already mentioned, um, like the Motley Crue one. The one song I really uh, I ended up choosing the Blink-182 one over was uh, the weedest song, Teenage Dirtbag. That it comes from some soundtrack to uh, a film. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's like the classic student sleeping with a teacher type of storyline in the in the movie. And uh, anyway, Teenage Dirtbag. It's it's endearing, but there's kind of nothing really to it. I think the Blink-182 one is a, little, is a lot more interesting. Then there were a lot of songs that kind of really just touched on the high school experience, but didn't really kind of delve in and didn't really kind of create a story that needed this setting. Um, and so that was kind of why I went with these songs. But I know there's more out there, so feel free to let me know on Twitter, um, just at uh, Denise Carlson, D-A-N-I-C-E-C-A-R-L-S-O-N. Um, and feel free to give me some other uh, school songs, maybe just hashtag hashtag at school songs. Yeah, and I'm really excited for this fall. We've got some great guests and topics lined up for uh, for the podcast. So um, yeah, I have every intention of you know keeping going on this two week schedule. So thanks so much for joining me. As usual, feel free to hit me up on uh, Twitter and let me know if you have a theme. Oh, and the very last thing is that if you happen to listen to my playlist through iTunes, it would be amazing if I could get a couple of you to just write a little quick review and where you just say why you listen to this, partially so that other people can find it if they would uh, be kind of into this sort of thing, but also just because I want to know why you listen to this, so let me know. And whatever the reason is, thank you for listening to me and giving me an excuse to do this fun thing that I do here. So for now, and until next time, you have been playlisted.